You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. Uh, I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And, uh, okay, this week, so movie-wise, uh, yeah. Haunting in Venice. Right. Uh, which is, you know, hitting at, like, the weirdest of all possible times, I think. But it's a strange world, and we talked about this last week a little bit, but it's a really strange world of uh, movies right now because... Uh, we just came off of like Barbie Heimer, whatever, yeah, right. uh, like massive uh, thing. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's so weird how we've got this just long term post pandemic thing yeah. that we have to live through. It's like just living through the pandemic is not it. It's not over when it's over. Right. Like right. If there's these right. just uh, and, you know. The movie world, obviously, not the most important repercussions that we're living through still, but, uh, but they do exist. All the movies getting pushed back, people not going to movies, now people like coming back to movies. And you get this uh, weird right now, just like culmination of events where everybody went to like, you know, Barbieheimer mm-hmm. and made tons of money. And then you got even like this weird blip that was kind of like a surprise to us where Equalizer 3 yeah. was that was so weird. Did not make a ton of money right. and yet it was Made like enough. the best yeah. Labor Day in so you know up. so in in it's a really so long time. Uh and now uh, and now it's just all over, man. Right. <laughs> now now we are we are hitting in the world of as as we mentioned frequently, uh, because you know I don't know you. I guess people sort of think about this and realize this because it's them and they're the ones not going to movies, <laughs> and so they get it or whatever. But most people actually right go to like you know three to six movies yeah. a year or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unless you're right in the window of uh, the right age right. where you might go to a lot or whatever, yeah. right? Um, but anyway, but most people, you know, only go to so many. And now we've got the, like, butting heads of going back to movies, but also we're only going to go to so many movies right. anyway. Right. So now you went to Barbie or mm-hmm. Oppenheimer or whatever, and now you're like, well, I mean, okay, I went, sure. right? And I'm done. And yeah. the Equalizer, you know, makes like $25 million or $30 million or something like that, and it's the, you know, biggest Labor Day, whatever. Yeah. And now you've got the Expendables, uh, which is just the saddest at this point of vanity projects that ever to exist yeah. because like it couldn't beat 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> and it couldn't beat, it couldn't beat the third weekend of the nun too, 
which is really like why are you kicking it like i you've made your i just think it's so i think it's so you bastard it's such a strange world of that money right yeah Uh, who ought to be whistled out for that? Couldn't beat the nun too. No, I'm uh, so I'm mean. fascinated by the fact that that's a we're great on the fourth uh, installment yeah. of this yeah. because, like, just because uh, you know, I don't think that anybody actually said, "Oh yeah, this is going to make a ton of money," right? right? And you know, I don't know, maybe somewhere on the back end of something, <laughs> it's going to make some money. <laughs> You know, and like sales to Netflix or whatever is going to go on. Uh, But no, it's not even like the Expendables fault, right? Right. Or the Nuns' fault or Haunting in Venice, which didn't make as much as that either. Either. It's just that like everyone's done now all of a sudden, right? Like we went to our movie. (laughs) Right, that's it. It's like get back to theaters. Okay, well, I I went. And take an overall point for sure. It's so weird that it's yeah. just like this cliff that it dropped off where yeah. nothing can beat 10 million in the weekend now. Yeah. That's like, you know, we're back to when the pandemic was on. Right. And, right. and nothing could get 10 million for a long time. Yep. Right. Anyway, it's just, yeah, my point was more that it is this weird, no one wants to go to anything. Not necessarily that no one wants to go to the expendables. Went well, hard on the expendables. Although. <laughs> <laughs> like they stole your idea. Well, it's uh, that was that was unnecessarily hard. I think it was uh, no. It, uh, it completely deserves it. it anyway, was- anyway, <laughs> but uh, but that's uh, you know I wasn't really uh, trying to just go off on that. It was just uh, more to talk about the state of the world, yeah, right. and uh, that leads into I said I was going to talk about some upcoming movies, right? Uh, which I am going to go through uh, because the upcoming movies are a little weird, right? This yeah. is a this is a really weird time, especially with uh, what has to come out when it's award season, right? Uh, what got pushed back, maybe, or how other things getting pushed back affected when other things that. Like, didn't necessarily need to get pushed back from the pandemic. Right. But maybe we're changing our slots now that something else got pushed back in our way or, you know, whatever it is. But but this October, um, because, you know, once you get to, like, mid-November or whatever, like, it's on. Yeah. So, in October, you got this weird window. And it – and really what we have is, like, some – you only have movies that are – somehow related to horror or being scary right. or uh, something like that, or like these really weird artsy things yeah. are like, like that's what's coming on. Like we, these movies that like wish they could be like these weird Oscar bait movies, yeah. but they don't quite have something. They right. don't have that. Zhuzh. You know, they don't have the right director. They yeah. don't have enough money behind them to really push it. They're not, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos's right. seventh movie or whatever uh, it is, yeah. right? Like, you know, when it was his second and third movies right. and stuff, they would be coming out right now. Right? Yeah, yeah. If it was Dogtooth, yeah. that would right. be right now, yep. and that's where we are. Yep. <laughs> so there is like a really weird mix of movies, and then there's also Dumb Money, which uh, yeah. is just about to come out. Right. 
does not really fit in either of those categories, but is the weirdest thing Did you see ever. It yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I've, I've seen some of it. Um, it's weird because who's in it. Yeah. And the overall theory, it, you know, if you've only seen like some trailers, you know, the general idea The I think the overall idea that there's like a story here, yeah, like that there's a movie to tell, right? That in itself is for me like a really weird thing. This is like a movie about a headline where it's really like you read the headline and you're, and that's the whole story. Like, I know everything there is to know. Who is interested in? The ins and outs of like whatever, right? So really, it's almost a movie at best. If it if it ends up being good, which I don't know if it's good or not, right? But right. if it ends up being good, it's like really a movie that's accidentally about its story because it would have to be like just more a comedy about these people, right? And and the story doesn't matter. Right. Too much, right? Because there's no story to dive into, really, right? There's the probably characters. There's the, there's you've got to be doing something with, yeah. and it's got to be like plenty funny right. and be about these guys, right? But you could have just spun it and made it about some other story, and right. it'd be like the same, you know? Right. I mean, that's what it seems like, anyway, because. I don't know. I you get these movies from headlines, you know, yeah. all too often at this point, right? Yeah. And most of the time, you watch the movie and you're like, "But I don't know anything that I didn't know when I read that." It would be. Right? It would be like unless it's a social commentary and it goes really, you know, in. It would be like if we just randomly picked, not out of a hat, but just today was the day we decided that the next woman who gets thrown off a Delta flight, right? We're gonna make that. We're gonna movie. make a movie. We're gonna right, make a ninety-minute right. film about what happened before, during, right. and after. Who she is, and, and it would and just be the most arbitrary. Like what? Right. We're doing. We're doing that now. Yeah, we're doing that now. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I uh, just to go through some stuff that's coming out, uh, especially because there are a couple things that I want to kind of tell everyone to not let fly completely under the radar. Right. But so on the 29th, uh, coming right up is uh, dumb money comes out. Then you've also got the creator, yeah. which is the uh, really weird sci-fi thing about, you know, the robots take over and right. it's war and more AI you know, whatever. stuff. Uh, something that really looking at the movie feels like it's like 15, 20 years ago. And this movie's coming out, you know? Like, yeah, it, no, seemed, you it seems like 20 years ago, like eight versions of this movie came out. And then we like waited for a really long time. And then now yeah. here's another one. I don't know. Um, and then also Saw X, which, uh, you know, that's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> How many of the Saw films have you seen? Zero. No, come on. You saw the first one, didn't you? No. You haven't seen any? I haven't seen any. Dude, we're like Like all of them. I haven't okay? seen any. Yeah. I've seen like. Oh, that's a lie. Not in a row. Like not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen like the first half or the back half, right? Right. But I've seen about half yeah, yeah. of the first one. Right. And you know, I, and I've seen like the first 
15 minutes probably or something like that and then at various points i have seen like ah well you know here's this and i'll watch some of it or whatever and i've also seen a fair amount of uh just bits because it was here's this part of the movie with whatever certain actor and here's like this Right. stretch of clip or whatever but i've never watched the whole movie i haven't i haven't seen any and then i then i remembered i don't know if it counts not that it matters but just to talk about something for a second but the chris rock oh yeah yeah film. i have seen that i'm blanking on yeah. the name of it i have and seen i guess that. technically that's a it's right, not a right. saw film but it's in the saw universe yeah, yeah. so um uh yeah we did we saw that and we were and we were you know, we, so we covered that one yeah, and anyway. uh and i i feel like i'm good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, just as a quick aside, that horror fans, if they love Saw, they then they're all in. They disagree with me entirely. For people like me who just think it's a stupid franchise, even right. though I just admitted I haven't seen it, um, <laughs> which I, I, I love that. Quiet. Um, it it angers all of us because forever we used to just talk about Texas Chainsaw and just be like Saw. Right. Now right, we can't right. do it anymore. Right. We stole our name. You know, jerks. So anyway. Uh, anyway, so that is coming out. Um, and then we go to uh, October 6th. Okay. And uh, so you've got the Exorcist uh, yeah. whatever movie is coming out. Right. Um, so that is that day. Then you've got like all this stuff, right? And now d- like depending on oh, yeah. where you are, it, you know, how many of these will actually hit a theater uh, a near you. Or uh, which ones of these are actually even headed for theaters right. or they're like on streaming. Yeah. Uh, but there's a movie called Foe coming out, which uh, I believe that one is like Saoirse Ronan is in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that is like kind of this, uh, you know, strange, artsy kind of uh, trying to do something, you know, like. Like I said, it's it's like a strange movie, and it's kind of in that arena of if only you know we could be bigger and cooler, right. maybe we'd you know whatever be up for some awards. Yeah, and there's another movie called uh, The Royal Hotel, which looks pretty interesting um, about uh, a couple of girls I think who are in like Australia. And take some job to try and make money and keep going on their adventures. I don't They're know. Walk something about, like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks pretty interesting. And then uh, there's another one called uh, Cat Person, which looks great. Yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> like it may not be that interesting, but it's basically like this very yeah. like small indie film. And it's about uh, these people who, like, start dating and basically, like, the the girl has to kind of deal with the fact that the guy in real life does just does not seem like what she's been, you yeah. know, like, flirting with online or right. whatever. And it's just this kind of... You know, I don't know the horrors of the dating world, right, and yeah. and you know the weirdness of who people are when they are talking to you online right. versus who they Can't are. In, yeah, in, right. and yeah, and it and it's not even anything weird, right? It's just it's like the guy is like 
perfectly legit guy. He just acts different. He just acts like a different person. And so then they meet in real life and she's like, well, wait, what? Like, this is not what you're like or, you know, whatever. Anyway, but it looks, uh, it looks really the uh, the perils of swiping right. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, okay. And then there's a little tiny, tiny movie called Shelter in Solitude that I think looks like maybe that will be I don't really know, but, you know, maybe that will be like a little gem of a thing where uh, there's a guy on death row who's got like 10 days to live. Patrick's film. And uh, all of a sudden, like, strikes up this relationship with this kind of like old country singer woman. Yeah. And it's uh, and it looks like it could be one of those ones. That you're just like, where did this come from? Right. Right? Like, yeah. and and it, it, but it looks really good. I've seen like a few scenes of it. Yeah, and you know, it's like it's interesting. It looks so, like yeah. it's fun. That's cool. Um, it, you know, it's hard to say though, right? Yeah, because right. I don't know what I don't actually know what the overall like what we're trying to get out of it. So right. you, you never know. But okay, and then on, I'm pretty sure this is the twentieth. Uh, we've got finally the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, yeah, which is uh, the new Scorsese thing that everyone had been uh, like forever. And why is that not coming uh, out? Shaping insanely, yeah. right? Um, I think I think really the honest answer to that is that like it's just been long enough now, right? It's right. like it's been so long yeah. that that has been waiting, you know, pushed and yeah. you know whatever. And uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's uh, in some sense based on sort of true things yeah. or whatever. And it's uh, he's investigating the murders of uh, Native American women, you know, way long ago. Yeah. This is like in the 20s yeah, or something. Right. Yep. And uh, anyway, it's Martin Scorsese and DiCaprio. And so that's all you need to know. And it will be you know, huge and everyone yeah. will love it. Yeah. It doesn't really look that interesting to me. And that frankly. trailer, that <laughs> trailer that we saw, um, looked uh, just mediocre until I saw Scorsese's name on it. And I'm like, oh, right. So here's three and a half hours right. of doing the thing. And sometimes his films don't look interesting. And then I watch them and I'm like, man, damn, that was, that was great. Yeah. I don't, I don't so, know. I'm a, uh, I gotta say, honestly, like as time goes on, I'm getting more and more over him. Uh oh. I feel like, and here's the weird combination with him, too, is that DiCaprio's in this movie. Yeah. And I feel like both of them, for me, are just about lost, right? Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, Scorsese's made awesome movies oh, that yeah. I love, yeah. right? I know. Yeah. He's also made movies that are like, well, all right, fine, right? Uh, but I think both uh, of these two, like, they are at that stage right now where it's like, you know, I directed this well because I'm Martin Scorsese and whatever I did is good directing. Right. And you're like, well, yeah, right. I don't know, because actually, like, I'm bored out of my mind. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it you know, and and I think DiCaprio is the same, I think. At this point, DiCaprio just does whatever he wants to do, and yeah. it's like it's good acting because it's what I did, right. and you know, just definitionally, 
Yeah. Uh, this is I did great in this. Right. And he's turning into you know, what if he starts mumbling everything? Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, but so uh, that's coming. And another uh, really weird, and I think this one might actually be like straight to some streaming service, but I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I don't know that it's uh, going to be in theaters, but it's the Canterville Ghost oh, yeah. uh, animated. Yeah. It has like the most awesome voice cast really uh, ever. It is like everyone who is like a British actor. It's almost like, uh, you know, we're going back to uh, oh, yeah. Harry Potter, right. you know, where, where you, it's where it's like, actually had right. <laughs> if you're a British citizen, you're right. in role. Uh, this is solid. But it I is. Know. It is an amazing voice cast. And, uh, you know. For those who aren't familiar with the Canterville Ghost, it's like just really straight the story. Yeah. Uh, and which is a weird thing to do because it is a wow. weird story yeah. <laughs> to make an animated movie out of. Yes. Uh, but it looks it looks really great. And yeah. you get like all these people on board. Uh, you have to figure there's something good going on that there. Should so be fun, that, that should be really good. Boy, that could go right to streaming, though. You're right. That might just pop up on something. Yeah. And then um, and then finally, it on the 27th, we've got uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, which uh, confuses me. And, and then this weird movie uh, that does not fit in what's supposed to come out on the 27th of October called Freelance. And it's John Cena. Yeah. And it's like this big actiony thing yeah. uh, where he is being a bodyguard to a journalist while she covers like this dictator, and then like the coup breaks out while right. they're there. And you know, it, this is like the damnedest thing, but it looks really fun. Really, yeah, <laughs> it does. Do now, it could easily be that it turns out to just be really stupid yeah but it actually looks really fun i don't know it's so that's strange but and and that's a weird thing i feel like to come out yeah on the 27th yeah. i would i think if you waited like one week right wouldn't right. that be better timing for this movie like yeah it just seems so weird if you were just post halloween yeah wouldn't that work out better i, I mean are is it like there are people that you're trying to sell to who are absolutely determined to go to a movie, but also like hate horror movies, right. even this though is, they want to go yeah. right before Halloween. It's like, really? This, like what niche is that? That here? feels like that. <laughs> that was just going to say, it feels like someone was like, there's got to be an audience for people who just don't want to go. To right. The there's, world. there's going to be dates. Right. So it's magic. Mike. And, and right? <laughs> right. You're right. like, right. Right. and we can tell. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, so that That's is um, now we haven't even like got to the movie, and we have like other things to do because, uh, which will claim is fine because we can cover this movie. Uh, Fast enough, uh -oh. even though that's what it's supposed to be. But really quickly, uh, maybe we got uh, emails to cover, oh, and love emails. Um, yeah, so you know, thanks to all the people who yes, write emails. Always. Uh, and, and just a disclaimer, right? Like, just because you send us an email doesn't mean that we're actually going to respond to it. And 
be sure if you expect us to respond to it, right, that you actually have something to respond to, right? You have to like form something into <laughs> like a question. <laughs> you always love it when someone's like, Reservoir Dogs, go. Right. And you're like, all right. Right, because that's not a thing. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And and actually, we do get those sometimes. No, I know. Where it's I'm, like, uh, and those but, are fine. But I, what's but what do you rate this? Or you haven't covered this or something? Yeah, and and I and I understand it too because you know we're throwing out opinions left and right, and maybe you know an older film that you know wasn't released when we started doing the show, and they're like, yeah, I want to I want to really know what you think of that. Okay, well, right. Let us know a little more. Of what you uh, so we got two. And I'm Ooh. and I'm kind of combining them and then like bastardizing <laughs> what they actually asked or said okay. a little bit, uh, kind of. And good. one of them we actually got a while ago, and that one's from Kevin, who claims to be from Maine. Hey, all right. uh, so like semi-local, <laughs> yeah, fans it's in our woods. Who knows? Anyway, um, and and this one actually came in way back when I was on like we were on like a really extended vacation. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, this one did not also have, this is, you know, sorry, Kevin, but it, it didn't really have like what we can address. Oh. It just had like thoughts. Yep. That kind of, right? Okay. And, and the thoughts were like, we agree too much. Okay. And so now uh, the reason that I picked that out. Yeah, uh, to actually talk about is uh, is because I really and it ties into the other person in my mind anyway. Yep. Um, because really we don't right, and it just seems like we do right, <laughs> and and I really feel like that uh, needs to be clarified somehow, or hopefully other other people get it. It doesn't more. seem like, like we give the same or very close numbers yeah. a lot of the time and then don't agree at all <laughs> <laughs> about about anything right like we might if you just have a printout of all of our ratings right you might easily go like what do we need both of them for right, because they, right they just agree like, about everything yeah but if you actually, you know, then listen to the show and what we have to say about it and why, how we got there and stuff, um, we actually don't. Now, we, we do clearly agree more than, you know, I get if you just pick two random people or something. Like, we do, we do come pretty close a fair amount of the time, right? Um, but... We almost always get places in like different ways, right? Um, or we we do like we straight up disagree about most of how we got to the rating, right? Um, at least a fair amount of the time, anyway, right? Now there are lots of times where we just totally agree, sure. and sure, and that's because uh, you know good movies are good movies and. And we go, these are good. And always movies agree. that are garbage are garbage. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, in a weird parroting kind of thing, we don't always agree why we hate the film or like the film. Right. Like you right. like it for certain things. And I'm like, ah, that's okay. I really love this. And you're like, right. ah, that's all right. You know? And, uh, and, and we, a lot of times, here's the even weirder way that we disagree is that sometimes our ratings will be yeah. very different. Right. But then we will say the same things about the movie. Yeah. And I will go, well, if you're saying that, 
then the movie's garbage, just like I said. Right. And you're like, nah, this, there's this, 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 but yeah, it's, it but that's okay. okay or whatever. And uh, and I do the same thing. Like, sure, um, you know, I'll be like, yeah, it's got this, but I forget that in, right. in this yeah, no, movie. No way. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind that that's there and whatever. And then you're like, no, couldn't stop thinking. You're about crazy. It. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so, like, kind of yes and no, I guess. But then that leads me to jump into uh, our other person, uh, the other email, uh, who's Alex. And, uh, you know, I've got this written down and I can't somewhere. read what Uh-oh. it says. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, Alex from somewhere. Uh, I'll figure that out later because I can't read my yeah. own writing. Hey, Alex. Um, and, uh, not that this matters. Yeah. And, and this is going to be a little weird, too. But um, but I take it that uh, Alex is a woman. Okay. But I don't absolutely know that for any reason, okay. right? <laughs> um, but just because of uh, the email, yeah. I don't know. But, and, right. and might not be, and uh, you know, whatever. But uh, Alex's question is, um, because it's funny, because I read the email like a couple of times. Yep. And then at the end, I was like, you know, I'm assuming this is a woman. Yeah. But... <laughs> You might be wrong. Maybe it's not. You might anyway, be wrong. Uh, anyway, but the, uh, Alex's question is um, like about other critics, okay? And we seem only to ever mention other critics <laughs> if we're going to say that they suck, right? And they're right. and they're stupid and wrong, right? And even to the extent of frequently mentioning Roger Ebert and uh, Ebert. and how much he's wrong, yeah. Um, I only don't like Ebert with respect to Indiana Jones movies. Right. Um, Anyway, uh, but the question was kind of like, so, you know, who do you like or who's good or whatever? And, uh, but there's kind of more to it than that. And really, uh, the way that I'm going to bastardize this is just to kind of talk about movie critics in general. Right. And I and and throw out this weird idea yep. <laughs> that's actually not weird. Um and it's not it's based on right like 30 years of my experience with other people having experience of movie critics, right. okay? Right. And and my theory is this. Everyone it, because it's not just movie critics or it's not just us or right. you know whatever people who are necessarily really seriously into movies or whatever but like everyone yeah right everyone who actually has any feelings about movie critics i guess there are plenty right. of people who have no feelings about them but everyone has a couple of movie critics that they like and they hate all the other ones. Like, that's just how everyone works. Right. It's not like us, right? Right. Pretty much, if you're really into movie critics, right, you have, like, two or three or maybe even four that you like. Right. And and you usually agree with, right. probably. And then maybe you have, like, another one who you almost never agree with. But they write well, and they give you a good idea of whether or not you're going to like the movie, right? right? Even if you don't agree with what they have to say, right? right? 
And then after that, you hate all other movie critics. <laughs> it's not even like you don't care about them or right. you don't like them or whatever. Like just everybody hates all other movie critics. All other movie critics, whether they agree with you all the time or you have like the exact same taste or you have completely opposite taste or whatever it is, right. whatever they're doing as a movie critic you are like going, oh, you're an idiot, right? Right. And and they're all different picks of critics yeah. for all different people. Right. <laughs> but it right. all seems to just, that's just where like the chips land, right? It's right. like if you are into movie critics enough to like some and dislike others and actually read like a fair amount of reviews yeah. and get to know critics as opposed to just you know looking at rotten tomatoes and going like what's the number you know or right. whatever right. but you actually like read a bunch of things that just seems like where everyone falls like yeah. everyone i have talked to in like my entire career of writing movie every regular person right like right. not even movie critics movie critics actually work out the same it turns out yeah except that movie critics will usually have a couple of more extra people that they don't agree with but they kind of respect their reviews right. but they don't agree with them very much or think that they i mean you know there's some movies that like everyone thinks this is a good movie right <laughs> and and you just accidentally agree with the movie critic then right yeah um because just everyone likes it so it doesn't mean anything that that movie critic likes it right right but anyway among movie critics they usually have a couple of extra ones where they're like yeah i mean i don't know what that guy's deal is with what he rates stuff but right. like you know i don't know he speaks well about movies right. and he you know knows what he's talking about or whatever i just don't agree that you know whatever yeah i, I don't agree that 2010 is the best movie ever yeah, because right. there's other movies that They're are right, better yeah. or whatever you know who knows whatever the thing is but anyway uh so that's kind of like if we ever mention movie critics and actually if you go way back in like our history like there was a time where I was really You're doing the critics picking down. out yeah. critics a lot For because you know there was like this window of time yeah. where I feel like uh, you know I don't know why or or what the story was at the time but there were a lot of movie critics getting a lot of hype and press and popularity like basically by saying really stupid things. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's all about the links. So like whatever. I don't, it's, it's weird though. We've always said, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. We've always tried to say to new listeners, you know, one of the things that I think you should do for anyone, whether it's us or someone that you're reading or maybe listening to elsewhere too, is when you find a movie that you like, see what that, critic says about that film if it echoes a sentiment that you have you know maybe check out their other reviews see if you're sort of you know on the same page as them and if you are cool you may be able to trust them to tell you whether or not to spend your eight twelve twenty dollars right. um and, and in some semblance you know i think of i think of being a critic as trying to save you time and money 
you know, right, I'm willing right. to watch something because I'll watch anything because I love it. So, and I'll tell you, well, it's probably not worth your time or your money or both. There have been times where I really liked, you know, I used to I used to read Peter Travers all the time for Rolling Stone. Uh, there was Owen Gleiberman at Entertainment Weekly. Mm -hmm. And I had a I had a falling out moment with him, though he doesn't know. Yeah, you um, know, I I think like since you're throwing out some people, uh, there was a time when I thought he was awesome. I loved Owen's stuff for a long, and time. he has gone mental. Yeah, he he. There's something something he, else. He he, he like Owen. jumped the shark at yeah, some point, and and yeah. it was weird. It was very sudden too. I was like, wait a minute, wait wait really? Because and it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like this goofy betrayal of like I had this thing with him. Um, I just felt like he often would, within a point or two, if I'm keeping score, get where I felt that film should be. So it was a trust thing. And, you know, anyway, there were there were some things where he started reviewing really wildly. And I'm like, wow, he's really off base or someone's paying him more to do yeah, something else. Yeah. Just it felt very not as good faith as it did before. Stephanie Zacharach, and I'm probably not pronouncing her last name right, I'm phonetically remembering it uh she used to write for time i used to really like her stuff um and i disagreed with her a bunch and that was actually part of the fun is finding someone who i don't wholly disagree like if you like something and i'm like one right i'm not going to keep reading your stuff because we just don't get there but if you know if i thought the dark knight was awesome and you think it's a three out of ten well i want to find out why because maybe you're just an idiot and I should stop reading you. Or maybe right. you have a really thoughtful way of saying this didn't work for me and I want to appreciate it. So right. coming, coming around full circle, you know, back to Kevin's thing too, which is I just looked over a bunch of stuff and yeah, there's, there's a fair number of our ratings where we're like seven, eight, six, five, you know, four and a half, five and a half. And then there are those that pop up that are like, I gave Indiana Jones like a seven and you gave it a four. Uh, there was another film uh, the uh, Adam Driver film, 65, that came out earlier this year. And I think you gave it an eight and I gave it a four. Or, right. or you gave it a seven and I gave it a four. Like in a scale of tens, that doesn't seem very far apart, but seven and four are oceans right. apart. And again, like you said, when you started this whole thing, we can start off by like, yeah, I, I sort of like that. And that was action packed. And man, it looked great, but I was bored. Right. You know, like I wasn't bored at all. I'm like, you know, there's the difference. Right. You know, so it's it's an interesting flavor. You know, one person's spicy is not spicy at all. You know, right. and someone else's is like, man, get me the milk and honey. Like that's too much. Um, I take the point. I take the question, but I think there's also I agree with you. I think there's an ocean of divide between us sometimes. Right. And then we'll come up with like, well, I give it this. Yeah, and I and I think too, and hopefully uh, this covers what we actually do here because that would suck if it didn't. Right. But yeah. I think the thing for me, and I've said this like many times before that like the job of the critic is to let you know if you're going to like the movie. Right. And there are a lot of critics out there where either all they really do is tell you that they like the movie in a way that is not really translatable necessarily. Right. Because Whatever their reasoning behind their rating that they're giving, you can read their review and at the end go, I really have no idea yeah, if know. I'm going to like it or not, right? And then you also get a lot of movie critics and like, man, more and more as time goes on, 
where, you know, they'll rate something like nine or 10 and you read their review. And by the time you're done with it, all you know is that they thought it was pretty. (laughs) And and I'm like, dude, how is that? A, how is that a movie review? But B, how is that like a legitimate opinion of a movie? Like all you can tell me is that it was gorgeous and now it's a good movie. Right. Like that is not a thing, right? (laughs) That's a good picture. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) And there's there's a good Rosetta Stone moment here because we've been doing this for a long time now, and maybe uh, we ought to mention this every once in a while more. But if Kevin, if you haven't, assuming you're still listening, if you uh, and Alex, if you are still too, and anyone else, we come to this very differently. We did uh, an earlier podcast that probably doesn't sound very good because we were on much different equipment, and we try to update it. But we should probably do that again. But every once in a while, yeah. you know, how does how I come to rating a film is absolutely a different process than how Mark, and I don't just mean because we're different people. Mark has always said, you know, he looks at what a film is trying to be and how well did it achieve that. Right. And I look at a film in sort of a very cliff note version of, do you have believable characters who are in a situation that I believe they would act truly in? And right. Is there drama? Is there resolution? Is it exciting, funny, suspenseful? Like, and in that regard, is it doing what it's supposed to do? But fundamentally, we've seen films where I hated them because I did not like the casting. And you're like, but it it's really doing what it's meant to do. And right. I I can get behind that. Right. You know, and that's in some way just thinking like we're not just watching Star Wars for 25 minutes of lightsaber scenes. Like, why are you doing this? Right, did right. it come at the right time? Is it supported well? Like we actually fundamentally come in looking for very different things though the end result is did we like it did it work right you know so that might help too uh all right now uh we got to actually get to a movie so Come on. uh <laughs> thanks for your emails really want, yeah we love emails. uh you know love them. and follow up if you want yes more right definitely uh but uh, keep the emails coming, and if you just go to rescreening.com, there's a very easy way to just hit, like, the contact us thing and yeah. get the form and, Do it. you know, whatever. We love it. Uh, okay, so A Haunting in Venice. Now, right, right. Um, so this is, like, the third, fourth, yep. whatever. Third. So uh, far. Yeah. It's, uh It's uh, the basic Poro thing, which... Uh, I felt like this one was, you know, for me, this is a strange one, like, to do, actually. Yeah? (laughs) I think. Uh, And, you know, that's just me. But if you are a fan, right, of Koro, I feel like there's a lot of other ones that we might have hit. Yeah. Uh, and, And mainly for me, just because... This one has always seemed the story, and so it sucks when you go in the movie and you're like, "I know what happens," right? <laughs> right. And it's a murder mystery, and but you know that's that's where you are, right? I right. mean, that's like we'd never make a Sherlock Holmes movie or something, right? But <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. This one is a little strange for me because I always have felt like this was like almost like a little side accidental you know, kind of I'll knock something out with kind of a creepy theme or something, you know, I don't know anyway, but, uh, but this one has uh, in, as we enter the movie, like he's retired. 
Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, whiling away his days in Venice. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then he gets kind of roped back into, uh, kind of a case because there's like, we've got the seance, right. we've got the person roping him in, uh, convincing him to do this thing because, yeah. Uh, theoretically, she says, I don't know, man. I don't know how it's being done. And it's It's whatever. Right. And so and and she is uh, the author who allegedly made him famous. We got like the same, you know, if if you don't know, I mean, you know, lots of people I'm sure don't know. But there's the same sort of weird, like, Sherlock Holmes, Dr. Watson thing where, like, Dr. Watson's writing all the stories within the universe, right? Right, right. And so there's the same sort of thing where she is this author who has written with, like, loosely based on (laughs) and written these murder mysteries. And uh, anyway, so he gets back out of retirement to go to this thing and expose the medium and whatever. And then, you know, there's death and hilarity ensues. Right. And there's this, right. <laughs> there's the, uh, you know, the murder that happened like long ago that we're going to get involved with. And then someone gets murdered now. And then it's like on and on, right? right. Whatever. And then, uh, you know, if not for these meddling kids. Right. Anyway. Uh, so, but before uh, going too much into it, so I loved the feeling of this one, yeah, uh, much more actually than I did, I think, the other two, right? Right, uh, Your the, Express and Death on the Nile. The other two, I don't think, like, had you know, like, I wasn't like sucked into like the world, right. but even like his world, you know, I right. just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then at the end of the day, I also had like a lot of problems with the movie, huh, even yeah. though like it was, you know, it was fun and it did what it was doing and it yeah. did whatever. Um, but really the, the best I could give this was seven. It was like, it, it was very seventy to me yeah, at oh. the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, because God, uh, I thought you were going to, because I just ended up with, um, you know, a lot of things haunting me. Yeah, right. Movies, <laughs> right. Uh, so I, that's that's me anyway. I I gave it a seven. There's, you know, on paper, this thing is just exciting. Um, the the other films, again, this is the third of these Kenneth Branagh uh, Poirot films. And man, he's making about a pretty good clip. I mean, I yeah. even think even despite COVID slowing down, the big gap between two of them he's he's still moving along and i think on paper man what a fun sort of idea um and as always a star-studded cast i i actually sort of am a sucker for these films not just yeah. the detective films but i am too the the big not just three or four big recognizable names but like nine ten eleven of them and and we're living in sort of a real fun knives out inspired age for these kind of films um however there are a fair amount of things that i had problems with in the film starting starting from how oddly predictable it is and i think there's a small problem in maybe starting to discover it's been a while since i've read agatha christie's stuff that this is 
based on. So it's it's actually sort of hard to remember fully whether or not it's dated or it's just feeling dated. Um, it might be sort of time to, I don't know, adapt something new, newer, because uh, this stuff isn't working, even though she's got a big library to go through. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just sort of thought it was fine. So it was five. It was absolutely average for me, yeah. despite at times feeling it was absolutely easily on cruise control into seven. Right. And then I'm like, wait, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what is what is this choice and what is that? And it seems in some way, in, in almost exactly the same way that The Equalizer 3 feels like a very different film than the first film. Right. Even though it's done by the same people. And this film... Certainly in the beginning, I had tons of problems with the way that, I mean, there's a lot of love going on in the film for what they call a Dutch angle. And a Dutch angle is when the, the instead of it being a horizontally framed thing, the camera is tilted slightly. And you, you right. see, once you see it and once you know what it's called, the, the Dutch tilt or the Dutch angle, you see it in everything. I mean, very, very rarely do you not see someone tilt the camera for exaggeration or effect. But man, the way that they use the angles and the the scope of it, it looked fisheye to me until it showed people and then they weren't bulbous. And it actually was actively distracting to me to the point yeah, where yeah. I was, I was, I mean, it's funny when you're trying to review something, you're trying to not, you're not trying to just sound like you know what you're talking about, but you're trying to convey, I'm trying to convey an emotion. I wasn't bothered like at nine but i was clearly at four i'm like what are you doing that is so stupid looking unless you're trying to pretend that you're a ghost and you're not you know because it's too early for the film um so that brought me down to like four three yeah. you know it just it it's not i'll say this before we dive into any specifics even though i know the clock is sort of ticking it's acted well it, everyone looks like they're having fun michelle yo has such a really fun sort of part Right. I love seeing Tina Fey do things, even though sometimes I think she's she needs more coaching or she needs to just do something better than she's doing. But I love seeing her like alive doing things like this. Brenna is, I mean, the the easiest joke in the world is the internet meme of like, find yourself someone who loves you the way he loves doing this accent. Okay. Right, right. You put him and Daniel Craig in a film. Holy shit, like right. your accents are oh, but he loves being pro so much. And he's really in every French ugh, right, like that right, noise right. that the French can make that I can't. Back and forth, a little bit weird pacing. I just think that ultimately, as like a who done it, you know, you you just you're very unsatisfied with it. And that's not even just because it's strangely sort of predictable to a point and then it might be a little surprising jump scares okay but it doesn't really solidify for me the anticipation that i had you know you look at this poster and you're like man right this is good and you look at the trailer and you see her say you know i'm a skeptic but now i believe i need someone who knows way more than i to come show me where i'm missing something like you got me i'm in you got my money for that right it just sort of is a letdown Right. Even though it's done well, it's just sort of flat. It's it's boring, you know. Yeah, I think um, there were to me <laughs> there were a, a lot of problems I had with the movie. 
at the same time, I had a lot of fun with it. But as far you know, like what you're saying about how like how it's filmed, yeah, basically, right? The first, the first, and part. and a, a lot of that I didn't love either. But my big thought on that side of things, anyway, on yeah. like a technical side, was uh, I hated the editor. Yeah, the editing in this movie is like psychotic yeah. almost right? right it's like really weird right there's so much that happens in this where uh that you know it's kind of like it didn't bug me like the way you're talking about the angle right yeah. because it's not everywhere all the time no it's kind, of, kind of a thing but it editing is like if you notice the editing yeah. like it's wrong you're doing a yeah, and it, and it was you know just this. weird. There yeah. was a lot of it that was really weird. Um, but, you know, mainly this is a movie where, uh, you know, it's like Expendables 4, right? Yeah. And this is like Here we go. Kenneth Branagh and, and, you know, and the Equalizer too, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing happening in Equalizer 3, even though you've got like a big name director, right? Yeah. And the, there's know. nothing happening in that movie where anyone's going to go, you know, Denzel, what if uh, maybe yeah. we try it like this, right? right. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. And there's nothing in this movie where Kenneth Branagh is going to, you know, suddenly decide that Poirot is uh, kind of a dick. Right. <laughs> and, it, and anyone's going to go, hey, uh, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. So it, you know, there were there were parts of it where you could just feel watching the movie the idea that it was like, well, I mean, that's what he said, so right. that's, that's what we what did. Doing. Um, as you know, as far as other things, I didn't really like Tina Fey. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that she, uh, you know, not that she couldn't have worked in this, right? But I don't think she did. Right? She is a little bit of like a weird character. And there is the weird thing about this movie too is you know the first movie, I thought the second movie ended up being like the best. Yeah, definitely. Actually. Was I liked it. I liked it far. better than the first one. Yeah, the first one was like clearly like this thing where he's like, I'm going to take this and somehow get an Oscar with it and right. make it like this awesome right. like whatever, right? Yeah. And and this one was like it's almost like we were trying to mix that yeah. with. Trying to be, you know, almost like Clue, right? Right, <laughs> like it was. There was all there was all this like, yeah. There was all this like weirdness, and we took the we took the two assistants, yep, and somehow went right a very odd road of how we were going to show them, yeah, and how we were going to kind of talk about them in a way that like almost was like you know, like Clue-esque. Yeah. Like we were being a little kind of almost trying to go tongue-in-cheek kind coy. of silly yeah, or something, right? right? Yeah. It was it was very strange. Um, and and then also, here, like here's my worst thing about the movie. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of can't help it because obviously, it, I mean, this is like known material, right. right? Yeah. And I won't spoil anything, right? Yeah. But the person who did it in this movie, right. like, comes on screen and goes, I did it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, the okay. first time you see her, right, yeah. it's like, you know, all of a sudden it's like the mid-90s and Alan Alda's in a movie. Right, I know. You're like, You've done that. Yeah. she just comes out, and it's not like 
it, it's not like her the actress and it's just you yeah. know that since she's the actress right, right. i mean i spoiled the movie like 50 50 now here right? we go yeah um it's not like it's because it's her the actress right. and you know obviously she did it right well as soon as you see her in the movie you just go man i mean yeah what are the options so, like she so. just goes she just comes in the movie and goes so uh who else is guilty because i know right. i'm guilty right. and right. you're like it's just like so weirdly obvious she might as well be wiping blood off with a handkerchief yeah. like it's been doing oh, no. and maybe <laughs> you know maybe that just came through wrong for me because like i said obviously i know right but I don't know. It seemed really weird uh, the way that she was acting, like she was acting guilty. I know. And I'm like, what? There's a couple times in the film when it's, and for me, the best part of the film is the middle. Um, it really is. The crusts are no fun for me. The 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 resolution is sort of easily predictable, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's get to the, let's get to it. And the beginning because of the camera angles and the weirdness, I didn't like at all but the middle part the the solid middle part is fun they do some uh they do some effort to drop a few red herrings every once in a while someone will be like well what is this in the corner in the dark and you're like no one would have found it unless you put it there right you know and you're like oh maybe and then i'm like but i know this story right so it that that's also part of the problem is if you've read the screenplay or the story before you know um, but it does make a good faith effort to drop a couple of them. It is the kind of story, it is the kind of mystery that is, for the most part, if you don't know the story at all, you're there for the ride. Because the detective will know things that aren't seen in the film and they don't share in a monologue. So when it comes time and it's like, and because you had a Brazilian wax two days before and your shoes have... Colombian dirt, just things that you never get a chance to see, but they right, know right. you are not supposed to make solid guesses at who did it, though that's the fun of these films. Like, right. well, I think they did it. They did it. You know, right. you are supposed to maybe entertain that idea and then be amused at the reveal later because that's what these films and these books, the books all built up to the. I want everyone in the parlor now. Right, you right. know, I'm going to tell you what I think, and you know. So anyway, yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know what it was, but the parts that are fun, uh, they're fun. I thought, man, they're really, were they're really, really, really fun. fun. Yes, it, it's totally. um, all of the good stuff of the movie is really good. Uh, and the, my only caveat to that is that for me, anyway, Tina Fey like made parts hard to stomach. Yeah, uh, eventually. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. It just was, she's all, she's got this thing where, you know, finally some stuff comes out about her. Yeah. And when it does, she's kind of like, yep. Right. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, just like, he doesn't, yeah. yeah. There's no range. And and I thought that was really odd. Um, yeah. Everyone else in it, I thought was really good though. Yeah. And Kenneth Branagh has some like over the topness. He loves it, man. And he has, yeah, he has some stuff that for me, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't know that you're playing Poirot, right? right. Like, and he's had that in all three movies right. where he'll yeah. have like there will be like this five minute span, yeah, where he's like, you know, I'm better than Agatha Christie, right? And right. I think it should be this way, and you're yeah. like, well, but wait, like that's, I mean, make your own guy, right? <laughs> 
Right. 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 Why are you making a Batman movie? He's coming you know? up with blah, blah, blah now. Right. Like, come up with your own. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but the stuff that is fun is really fun. And I think it's definitely like worth watching. I it's, do too. It's a really good time. Uh, to, it's a really good time film to watch. Yeah. It's not quite like on the level of just like insane fun is like knives out right. kind of thing. Right. But. You know, it's in the same universe sure. as I, I as agree. something like that. It it's uh, all the stuff that's really fun is really fun, yeah. but it for me it has like a lot of hiccups, when, and some of them that are like I said, the editing is just like weirdly distracting. Yeah. There are some scenes where all of a sudden people seem like they're in a different movie. Yeah, like yeah. we're we're playing on a different level right. and be and you're like, what is that? You shot scene, that day right? twelve yeah. instead of thirty. Yeah, no, I right, agree. and it's very weird. But overall, still, uh, it's, it's the, a lot of fun. It's the kind of film you know. My parting shot is: it's the kind of film that you actually sort of are absolutely happy to see on an airplane or a bus. Because you're right, going right. to be like, hey, let's watch this. Right. Well, and it, and it would be great. This. And it, right. it'll be a fun time to get you to the next intermission of whatever you're doing. It, right. it actually is that. But, you know, that, that's basically where I'm but it, it But it should have been. It should have been much better. It, it should have been. Especially for what it did and just the aesthetic. Like the, the tear sheets for it with everyone holding candles and looking spooky. Right. God damn, give that. Like a lot of that is awesome. Yeah. Right? It would have been yeah. really, really fun. Yeah. All right, uh, so you've suffered through with us again. Uh, yeah. Next week, hopefully dumb money, because that is like yeah. the big deal. And also when we don't have a lot of other stuff uh, that is eating up our time because we're dumb and do other stuff, sure. uh, we'll have time to probably do like a couple of other ones too that are yeah. smaller things uh, on streaming that we can catch up with. So thanks for tuning in, and please, please, uh, you know, rate us on iTunes, subscribe wherever you're listening to us, yeah. and uh, otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by AreYouScreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.